Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like the bobbing up and down. <laughs> the, of the, like, when, when someone pushes your head closer to someone else's genitals. Their genitals. Yeah. And then when you do not want to, so your the head goes back up. Yeah, exactly. The hand continues to push. Yes, the man's hand is on a woman's head. Pushing her head down to his wee wee <laughs> for a BJ. Welcome to Getting Carried Away, the podcast inspired by everyone's favorite TV series, Sex in the City. Getting Carried Away is a podcast where women can tell their stories of love, relationships, sex, and everything in between, free of judgment, following each episode of the Sex in the City series. I'm your host, Jessica, a self proclaimed diehard Sex in the City fan. Join me each week as a guest and I will watch an episode of Sex in the City and share our personal life experiences based on the content of that episode. My goal is to provide a safe, pro-opinion space for women to share their experiences, critiques, and feelings while connecting through our love of Sex in the City so we can all unleash our inner Carries, Mirandas, Samanthas, and Charlottes. Let's get carried away together. Hello, beautiful people of the world. Welcome back to Getting Carried Away. I'm your host, Jessica. I just want to take this quick moment to say a huge thank you for tuning in again. And thank you to all of the subscribers and the amazing reviews that my podcast has been receiving because without your support, my podcast would not be here. So I'd like for you to welcome back my guest, Cindy, for this episode, who was actually on a previous episode, but is back again for more because this podcast has those powers. As we dive into the topic of monogamy, the difference between an infatuation and obsession, and we also define in layman's terms what a blowjob tug of war is. So without further ado, let's get carried away. Hi, everyone. I'm here today again with the lovely Cindy. Hi, guys. Welcome back. I know you can't, you can never have enough. I know. You always come back. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> I know. Okay. So we're going to be talking about season one, episode seven, called The Monogamists. So let's get into it. So we like basically start with a beautiful voiceover of Carrie talking about basically like being in a huge city of, I don't know how many people are in New York City, but like millions of people but somehow she was able to pinhole herself with big down to just her and big really just two people and like hours would go go by and she'd lose track of time so have you ever been in a situation like that where like you're so in love or infatuated with someone that you don't even feel time go by where there's so many people in the room that you only see them. Yeah, it's yeah. like tunnel vision. Yeah, every time you have an infatuation, does that not happen to you? Absolutely. Exactly. What, what, what was the last time it happened to you? Do you still have that with your man? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think uh, so. Because spending time with him makes makes it seem like I spent a lot. Like we've been, we would be spend the whole day together, but it doesn't feel like it's been the whole day it kind of both feels like it's been too short and too long at the same time because you get lots of things done. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, it's only been a day. Yeah. No, sometimes for me, I'm like, oh my God, I need to stop doing this, right? It's like it's like watching, binge watching a TV show. But you can't help yourself. Yeah, but you can't help yourself. And then you lose track of like what time it is and you're like, shit, I got nothing done. <laughs> but I feel like energized with something, you know? It's weird. Yeah, that's how it feels for me. So, moving along, like, as we go into the episode, we hear Miranda call Carrie, asking her, I'm looking for my friend Carrie, haven't seen her in a while, you know, that's how, I guess that's how long Carrie's been gone. Like, we don't actually get an idea of how long it's been, but we can tell that it's been a while. So, Carrie talks about how she's committed a cardinal sin, where she's forsaken her girlfriends for her boyfriend. Have you done that? Sometimes. 
Sometimes? Okay. So I think it's more at the beginning of a relationship because that's when you're kind of very much, you just want to spend time with him. You just want to spend all your time with him. And then when you're not with him, you're thinking of him. And then you're talking to him on the phone, you're texting him, you're doing whatever. It's always him. Yeah, no, I think I I totally agree. I think I've been there too where like, I'm with my girlfriends and I literally, it's like drinking a really big cup of coffee and you're like, when is this over? I want to go home. Or like, I just want to go hang out with my man. Like, I love you, but get the fuck out. (laughs) No offense to my girlfriends out there. I love you guys. Uh, And this is where kind of Carrie talks about how like she's become one of those women that they hate. So she says we, but we're going to say they in this situation. So I guess like, I would wonder, what is she talking about when she's talking about those women that they hate? What do you think? It's when you kind of give up your social circle for this one person because they kind of become your center. Yeah, okay. So, like, I always, I thought it was funny how, like, uh, Miranda was like, listen to yourself because Carrie was saying how, oh, you know, I have time, but, like, Big, you know, has this thing, but, like, Big doesn't want to go, and then so I think I'm going to go to this thing. Like, every single sentence has Mr. Big in it, right? And I think, like, that was what was really interesting because it's funny how, like, you automatically put another person first in your schedule, in your daily life. And I think that's really sweet. I think that's really nice, but apparently they hate it. So I guess, like, that's where we kind of think about, like, peculiar effects of infatuation. But I'm almost like, where does infatuation end and where does, like, love start, do you think? Like, is that infatuation or is that love? I think that's obsession. Oh, wow. (laughs) I think that at the very beginning, it's more, it's like infatuation. It's a little bit of obsession because this person is kind of your center for now. And I think it turns into love when it's more long lasting, when you think of their welfare. Like it's more relaxed? No, I think it's more in terms of you put their their happiness kind of before yours. It's not so much they, they're your center and you revolve around them. Mm-hmm. I think that's more obsession kind of infatuation at the very beginning. Yeah. But more when you think of their happiness it's more like i want to do this because it makes them happy or uh, okay. this this uh whatever my decisions kind of predicated on their happiness got it i see no that's really nice that's really sweet <laughs> have you done that recently have you like i don't know if it's recently it's more just it's it becomes something that you don't really realize you're doing yeah. until after until no know. i actually especially love that because you're doing it without thought like i think that when it comes naturally to you, I think that that's like when you're definitely in love. I totally agree. Moving along. So this is where Carrie basically, you know, goes to her kind of like walk of shame sort of dinner where like her girlfriends are staring her down and basically filling her in on everything that she's missed out on. So Charlotte's practically engaged, apparently. She met this beautiful (laughs) man who has a beautiful dog, actual like really beautiful dog. And then Miranda won a successful merger. Sam is like crazy apartment hunting. Basically like grown up shit, right? (laughs) So let's talk about Charlotte's new man with his new, not new, but perfect dog. And this is where, like, I have a personal story where I feel like men with dogs are more naturally attractive. Maybe not naturally, but, like, they're just generally more attractive to people. And I have read that nowadays, if you actually post a picture, especially for guys, if you post a picture, a selfie with a dog, you'll actually get more matches with women. It's a thing. (laughs) I think it's the idea that they can take care of something else that's alive. Yeah, apparently, like, it has a lot to do with, like, this, like, impression or idea that, like, these guys are nurturing and caring and, like, really sweet animal lovers who like cuddles and, like... Well, a dog is a lot of work. It so is. the idea is that if it's they It's a baby. Can... Exactly. That never grows up. But what if that dog was, like, not your dog? Like, that's even better. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> okay, so, like... Really funny story, and for the person who's listening to this, he'll probably know that I'm talking about him, because he actually is one of, like, one of my really good friends who, like, basically lets me in on all of his dating apps, and he, like, yeah, so, like, he's not actually, like, a gross, disgusting guy, like, he's actually really, really sweet, and he means well, he actually is using dating apps to, like, meet people and be friends or girlfriends, whatever, but, like, he basically, like, 
showed me his profile and I even asked him for it and I basically said let me do a do like a look over see how it's doing because I'm a girl you're a guy I know what I'm looking for I'm your demographic just give me your phone <laughs> and then he had all these like great selfies and I'm just like what the hell do you don't have a dog you don't have a dog photo you need a photo with a dog like I'm telling you and he was like so skeptical like he thought I was just like pulling it out of my butt and I'm just like dude no did he try it he tried it because he goes to, like, one of, like, he works at, like, those really bougie hipster offices <laughs> that, like, you know, have dog days, like, uh, like every oh, you day. Bring your dog to work. Yeah, exactly. Bring your dog to work day is, like, every day for them. And there was, like, one coworker of his that had a golden retriever. And he took a picture with him. Fucking cutest dog ever. I mean, my friend looks good, too. But the <laughs> fucking dog, okay? Like, after that, after he posted that picture on his, on his dating app... He got, like, twice the amount of matches. And he even told me I got, like, way more matches than I would before. And I'm like, you're very welcome. <laughs> like, you're welcome. That was that was me. And then he ended up actually matching with a girl that he really likes that he's actually still talking to right now. And they're progressing into a relationship. I just need to put that out there and just, you know. I know what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, but, but <laughs> to, be, to be fair, though, if I was that girl, I'd be like... That's such a lie. That's a scam. I want to actually play with this dog. I, well, I matched with you so I could meet this dog. Liar. <laughs> it got real deep, real fast, and real Sorry, dark. I like dog. Oh my god, I love how you're just calling out my friend like you're a fucking liar, man. That's not your dog. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that if I was a girl and I was matched with someone that had a picture with a dog. You'd expect that dog to be their dog. I would want to play with this dog and I would be like, dude, you gotta deliver. Oh my god, my face to Cindy right now is just... She doesn't believe me. She's like, you're unbelievable. I think she's a little... It's a bit much. But hey, <laughs> I love Cindy. Like, whatever she wants, guys, deliver. No false advertising. Moving on. <laughs> so, Charlotte's new perfect man. I, You know, I honestly think this is, like, so typical of every perfect man. He obviously loves blowjobs. And this is where we learn about the blowjob tug of war. <laughs> and what is that actually because i've actually like mentioned that to guys before and they don't know what i'm talking about and i'm like dude you know exactly what i'm talking about you just do it you just don't have like a term to describe what you're doing is the issue so we're gonna put it in words for you guys blowjob tub of war is basically like the bobbing up and down <laughs> the, of the, like when, when someone pushes your head closer to someone else's genitals their genitals yeah and then when you do not want to so your the head goes back up yeah exactly the hand continues to push yes the man's hand is on a woman's head pushing her head down to his wee wee <laughs> for a bj so number one have the, has that ever happened to you no okay that has happened to me and let me tell you guys like i don't push your heads down to my like down to my genitals to like expect you to go down on me so why the hell are you doing it to me like i don't understand that's so rude you're so lucky that you haven't had that because it's super awkward <laughs> especially when you like bounce back up and you're just like i'm not down with this like <laughs> not down personally i have never met a man who doesn't enjoy blowjobs like straight or gay like straight or gay like they all men love it agreed mm -hmm. yeah so Here's my question, and I'm sure you expect it. Do you like giving head? No, I actually have the worst gag reflex. Oh my god, you're like Charlotte, because that's her, that's her reason. Absolute worst gag reflex. Oh my god, ever. Really? Yeah. It's that bad. It's bad. Oh wow. So yeah. like, when you brush your teeth, you probably gag too. I try to. I don't push it. Push my toothbrush that far <laughs> down. Okay. I do not try to give myself um, a gag attack. Yeah. <laughs> But moving on, so, like, this is where I think, like, Carrie explains BJ's in her life, like, so well, where she basically says that it's not her favorite thing on the menu, but she'll order it from time to time. With the right guy, it can be nice. I think, for me, I agree with that. Maybe not Cindy. Cindy's just like... No, well, no, I do agree with it, because it, it's like any sexual act. It's mm -hmm. with the right person. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Here's an even better question, where Miranda talks about... She's liking it up until they make her swallow. Yeah. Okay, are you a spit or a swallow? Spit. Okay, I'm definitely a little bit of both. I've done both. No, done more of swallow than spit, but it's kind of gross. It's Well, 
have you heard how it's supposed to be, be good really for you? Good. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. This is where I like. I have to say to all men out there. Yes, I have heard all of the wonderful rumors of your beautiful gift that is given to you by God. <laughs> but this is also where I have to say, I've heard a bit. I heard that it's like good for your hair as like conditioner. I've heard that it's good for your skin. Everybody <laughs> thinks it's just pure BS. I yeah, same. But like, this is where I get. I have to say, like, if it's good for my hair. I have Pantene. <laughs> if it's good for my skin, I have a really great moisturizer. We have a billion dollar industry that's got our backs. We don't need extra charity. Thank you, men out there. But no thanks. But no thanks, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> so an even better question is, like, this is where Samantha talks about how, like, oh, if you don't give head, some men take it really personally. And I'm just like, who the fuck are these men that are taking it personally that you don't want to give head? Like, I would, like, just smack that shit out of my out of the way. Then they have really, they they either have really bruised, easily bruised egos, probably. Yeah, I feel bad for them. <laughs> and then I love how, like, Samantha, uh, no, sorry, Miranda is talking about how oral sex is, like, God's gift to women. You can get off without getting pregnant. I mean, I've never really thought of it that way, but, I mean, I think that's a really kind of funny way to put it, like, especially when you're receiving head. Do you prefer to receive or give? Probably receive, right, for you? Yes. Okay. I'm actually sometimes like a little bit of, like, it depends on my mood. Because I find that sometimes when I'm receiving, I feel like I, like, I have a lot of pressure to have to, like, get off and stuff. And if I don't get off, it's like, what the hell was the point of that? You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I feel like I have this pressure to enjoy it if I were to receive it. Sometimes I actually just rather not, not get it. I know it's weird. No, I get it. It's like that performance anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of awkward. Like, I have to have, like, the right, like, everything's up in your head first before it's anywhere else, right? Yeah. So, like, up in my head, it's like, oh, I don't really feel it. I don't really feel for it. I'm not down. Let's just move on. (laughs) Yeah. That's how it is sometimes. Or you gotta just find the right partner that's really good at it. Yes. That is also very important, too. I honestly think, like, chemistry is even more important with foreplay than it is with actual sex we had this discussion i told yeah. you like it starts from like the morning tax saying that for sure yeah it starts with way before you actually take off your clothes agreed agreed absolutely it's all about chemistry and like i remember having a conversation with a with a girl once where she was talking about this kind of casual relationship she was having with this guy but she was also having another casual relationship with another guy but she was talking about how there was like a difference in the way she would sleep with them like one, she would just be down with, like, straight to sex. And one, she would actually be dragging it out for foreplay and not really be into the sex. So she was, like, saying how it's weird for both of those guys to have such differing sexual experiences. But I'm like, I feel like it's, it's a lot about, like, your chemistry between the dudes. I don't, I didn't really know her that well and I didn't really dive <laughs> that deeply into it. But I thought that was interesting that she connects with those two guys on, differently. Well, yes, yeah. everyone brings something different to the table. Yeah. So you react differently to whatever is there. Absolutely. So, but also, side note, I don't understand how people can date more than one person. But it's not dating, though. Or seeing. Like, dude, I have enough trouble in my life with one person. Okay. In... Scheduling is difficult. Okay. I don't understand how. Sydney, in her defense, she doesn't work full time. <laughs> so, like, she has a lot of time on her hands. Not saying who she is, but. Love you, girl. Do your thing. Moving on. <laughs> oh, and just one more note. I thought this was kind of interesting how Miranda was saying that she only gives head so she could get head. And then Charlotte comes back and says, I don't expect to get head back. And then that's where, like, Carrie's just kind of like, well, if it's not a big deal for you to get head and, and you don't like giving head, then just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Very simply put. But then I also have to agree with Miranda. I, I feel like that's a good trade-off, to give head to get it back. I think I think that's like, it's like cooking versus doing dishes at the end of the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's fair. Moving on. So at the end of their dinner, they're all getting up to go and leave for the night or whatever. And we run into Big in the corner of the restaurant with another woman who we don't see her face. But, but Big does introduce who she is. And her name is Julia. Was it Julia or Julia? I think it was Julia. I don't remember. I actually did not catch the name. Okay. This is where Carrie basically says, oh, I'm going to go say hi. And uh, Miranda points out that ditching us now would be really, really bad. And this is where my question is. Like, have you ever, like, ditched your group of girlfriends for a guy? At the moment. But the thing is that she was going to go say hi. She wasn't going to just leave with him. But it's Carrie with Big. 
anything could happen. She could leave. True. Okay. But <laughs> if it was myself, I can go say hi and then leave with my girlfriends to do whatever else we're doing after. Absolutely. That's because you're Cindy and you're amazing and you, <laughs> you can do normal things. But let's just say in another situation, have you ever like so-called ditched your girlfriends for a dude? Or have you ever been in that group of girlfriends where one one of the girls would ditch you for like a guy? Has that ever happened to you? Oh yeah, definitely. You've been ditched or you ditch? I've been ditched. Okay, how do you feel? Can you tell us how you feel about that? Explain. Don't feel much. Oh, really? You don't get mad or anything? No, I'll be like, oh, that was nice. Continue on. I Dude, really I'd can. like flip the fucking table. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. It depends on what we're doing. Depends on a whole bunch of things. So if it's, say, a really, a plan that we've decided on a long time ago, and then suddenly she's like, no, I need to do this for this guy, maybe I'll be like, oh. The fuck, girl? No, no, no. The thing is that with me, it's more along the lines of, okay, go ahead. This is your life. Do you. But I may not do this the next time. It's more like, okay, so now I understand your your nature. I understand your true color type of thing. And then the next time, maybe I just won't invite you. Or next time, I just won't make plans with you. That's all. Wow. What? <laughs> no, it's not worth getting upset over okay. most of the time. So this is where I have to drop a story. And okay, I like was, stories. Yeah, this wasn't a personal story. Like this isn't ha- this didn't happen to me, but it was like kind of like a a very longer dragged out version of like a girl ditching her girlfriends. So it was basically like I think it was like a group of like three girls and like they were planning to go to New York City. <laughs> Considering this is New York City. <laughs> anyway, so long story short, they were just getting an Airbnb. One of the girls decide to leave the group so she can actually um, stay with one of her guy friends. There was kind of like tension between the group because that girl left her group of girlfriends to go with the guy, to go stay with the guy. And her defense was that she wanted to save money and not have to pitch in for an Airbnb because she can just stay with the guy for free. Did she tell them when they were planning or does this done after? So when they were planning, they were planning on staying together. All three of them. So then when the opportunity presented itself, uh, like the guy presented the opportunity for her to go stay with him, she just jumped at it. So this is where like the group of girls were basically kind of irritated with her because they had announced that, not announced, but they had decided that this was going to be a girl's trip. And it was a girl's trip, but they were meeting up with a bigger group of people in New York as well. So then it was kind of one one of those situations where like, okay, she's justifying it by saying I'm saving money. But then it can also be misread, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I feel like that was kind of one of those situations where, like, ditching your girlfriends would be really bad. So in that situation, unless she had a really bad financial situation, I would be annoyed. Yeah, in general. Because I, well, yes, in general, and the fact that we had budgeted, we had agreed, we agreed. That was the major point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, sometimes, I don't think I've ever ditched or have been ditched by girls for their boyfriends at least not that i know of maybe maybe i have i just haven't really picked up on it i don't really i don't have any kind of memory of it but like if it were to happen to me i'd probably call it out and be like girl what what's going on here like are you leaving us for your man piece like what (laughs) jesus anyway so more importantly this is where carrie realizes that big is actually on a date with this woman julia and I guess this is where things start getting really messy. Like, because even in the beginning of this episode, Carrie's calling Big her boyfriend. And then she sees Big having dinner with another woman. And then she admits afterwards that they haven't discussed exclusivity. And I'm just sitting here wondering, Carrie, what were you thinking? <laughs> like, why would you assume exclusivity without, without having discussed it? I feel like nowadays you actually have to name it out, for, especially for men to realize that they're exclusive. I feel like you don't agree. Explain. I, I know I didn't when I got into a relationship. Like this recent one? Yes. The most, okay. The one I'm in right now. I didn't, we didn't actually discuss specifically. I, I more, I just said full out, you know you're dating me now, right? <laughs> that, that's how it was settled. I'm trying not to spit out like my coffee right now. God. <laughs> Sorry. He's like, you know you're dating me right now, right? Like, it's such a threat. My God. No, it's more like... um, You either get it or you don't. (laughs) No, he actually didn't want to date me. We have an age difference. So he actually was not into the idea of dating me because there is such a big age difference between us. Mr. Bay. <laughs> is is how big how much of an age difference is? Um, I don't actually know in terms of actual numbers, but I know that it's probably about a decade. 
But that's the thing. That's the thing that makes me so confused about this. Shouldn't Mr. Big be better at discussing about relationships? Oh my gosh, you just you just asked like the golden question. It's because like... you're at that. You're you're older. I'm assuming that you are better at like. I mean, a better grasp at this. But anyways. <laughs> so that's what I mean. I was seeing this guy and he, we didn't discuss it per se. It was more along the lines of, I assume that you would tell me. If it was different? If we, if I was getting the wrong impression. But at that point, I was telling him that, you know, you do realize we're dating because we go out to dinner. We spend a lot of time together. But wait, dating, like dating exclusively. A relationship. Oh, okay. Like, a relationship. Got it. Back to my point for one second, though. Sorry. I feel like I agree with what you're saying. Like, I feel like at a certain point, you just kind of know. But I feel like nowadays, guys are guys and women are dumb as fuck now that, like, they actually <laughs> have to have this conversation before they understand what the hell is going on. But the, I do get it. I do get it. Where you just want to understand where you stand mm-hmm. in that other person's life. Yeah, because I feel like there's, like, a lot of fear also. Like, a lot of hesitation. Maybe not fear, but a lot of hesitation on both parties. A hesitation to tell somebody how you feel about them. Yeah, because I almost feel like nowadays, it's like if you come out saying, I really like you, I want to be, like... I want to be with you. Yeah, I want to be with it you. It makes you... The thing it, is that it, it makes... It's a vulnerability. Yeah, it comes off like almost... I think people read into it as, like, a certain sign of weakness, when it's not. And, like, I think that that... I agree. Yeah, I think that that misalignment is really setting us back in terms of being in committed like nice good relationships i feel like sometimes like relationships can actually fall apart because there's no good communication and i think that that part of the communication is really important like saying talking about exclusivity but i think also it has a lot to do with the idea where if you talk about emotions and you talk about your own feelings, it makes you vulnerable. And the idea of being vulnerable to somebody means that someone else has power over you. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that idea. I know. It's it's a it's a scary it's a scary thought. But I disagree with that whole general idea because if you're able to be true and honest to your own feelings, I feel like that gives you power. Absolutely. Because you have the power to own your own feelings and you have the power to back that shit up. <laughs> what she said exactly thank you flip the table damn it mr big (laughs) okay but but i have to say something though if mr big is spending as much so carrie has been spending so much time with him right that means that he must have been spending that as much time with her i know so i I don't understand how do you have time to go see other women (laughs) so we're yelling now i know but mr big like what the fuck dude like how do you you work a you work a finance job which means you're probably pulling 80 hours a week and like you have all this time to go chill with carrie and you have time to go hang with julia this is why i don't understand how cheaters do it i just don't under they must have amazing time management yeah i just don't i, I agree it. i agree i think they have really intense time management they probably like have a crazy calendar google calendar is probably filled <laughs> to the brim like crazy. i don't understand how they have the time or the energy i guess it's also the thrill of it maybe but anyway moving on so this is where carrie starts kind of you know having her self-discussion where she talks about men having an innate ability to monogamy like i guess this is where she's calling out big as like someone that's in unable to have monogamy unless you force them to because i almost felt like that this is what this episode ended up being where like Carrie almost had to ultimatum him into monogamy before he got it. Yes. Right? I agree. Yeah. So, like, I guess... And, and, and she also asked another good question where she, where she says, is monogamy too much to expect? I don't think it is. I don't think so either. Yeah, I mean, like, being monogamous is, is really, really nice, actually. <laughs> it's secure. Yeah, it's secure. It's nice. It's, it's, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then moving on, here we have Samantha, who obviously <laughs> doesn't believe in monogamy in anything even real estate and you know she's basically cheating on her real estate agent with another real estate agent which she's actually sleeping with also we also see stanford who talks about monogamy is on its way out but i think he's biased because he's in the gay community and that's different it's It's very very different different. i think the whole society culture of monogamy is i don't know it's like a completely different conversation the the dating pool is a lot smaller it's a lot of people will the guys will sleep around with each other so you, you sleep with one guy, you go and sleep with another. But the thing is that everyone knows each other. It's so small. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I I think Stanford has a good point. Like, I feel like that's another conversation to have. But, like, this is where we also meet Jared, 
who is a very successful writer. And I guess this is where Carrie starts to question her idea of monogamy with Big because there's another man that's clearly interested in her who's hitting on her. And she basically responds that she's not really into it. And this is kind of like, I feel like where she feels at odds with her sense of monogamy to Big because she's like, I should be really excited about Jared, but I'm not because I feel like I should be committed to Big, you know? And like, have you ever been in a situation like that where like, you like someone a lot, but you're not exclusive with that person. But there's someone else that's showing interest in you. Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. I'm not, I'm really, okay. Remember how the last time I yes. told you on unit school, I'm just really, really bad at picking up on any of these signs. <laughs> so maybe. Okay. I think that may have happened maybe sometime like in high school. I don't even, I'm not even certain. Okay, we'll come back to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then Carrie goes home after meeting with Stanford and meeting Jared and Big calls her on the phone, and he basically says, I miss you. And apparently, this for Carrie, this is where Carrie, I think, like, overthinks that whole sentence completely. No, I think what it is, is that, so now she realizes they're not actually committed Mm -hmm. to each other. That means that she's she's thinking back of all the things that he said to her, and what do they actually mean? Yeah. That's where she's getting herself. Exactly. And then she fucking starts spinning like to the point where I didn't even understand what she was talking about because she's interpreting everything that Big said is as the opposite of what it means almost. No, she's thinking that she thinks that maybe what has happened is that she's pushed her feelings onto him. So what she thinks he may have said is because of what she thinks of him, not so much of what he actually meant. This is so fucking complicated. I'm just like, can you just take his word for it and shut up? Like, but, but it's, it's hard because it's it's you have what they say and then what they mean. Yeah, what they what they say, what they mean, and what they feel. All of that is really complicated. Yeah. It's too deep for me. Oh my god. <laughs> but this is an even funnier question. Like she says, how she has a lot of questions to ask Big, but did not want to ask. Well, that night she'll ask Miranda first. So do you have a girlfriend in your life that is a Miranda for you? Okay, so the thing about this is that I personally believe that if I have a problem with anybody, I talk to them first. So, for example, mm-hmm. if I had a problem with you, I wouldn't go and talk to someone else. I would talk to you first. Even if it's even if it's a guy? Like, even yeah. if it's a guy that you're interested yeah. in? Okay. Yeah. So it's always been, if I have any sort of issue with someone, I talk to them first. So I'm, like, the complete opposite. Because, (laughs) well, not the complete opposite. I do that. But then I also require some kind of, like, pre-review before the actual thing. Like, I actually need to kind of, like, gather my thoughts with someone that I trust and kind of, like, go over them and actually validate what I'm feeling sometimes and then go and so-called confront the other person about how I'm feeling. I know it after. Okay. See, I, I feel like for me, like, I need to make sure that what I'm feeling is actually rational and not crazy. But the thing is that what you feel is what you feel. It doesn't matter if it's irrational or crazy. It's what you feel. It doesn't matter. I totally agree. It's just that I need to actually hear, like, I need to actually express it to someone. And then that's not involved. And then they can give me their third person opinion. And then I, because then sometimes a lot of the times, like, the person that I'm talking to, they'll explain to me what that person is feeling. And then, because I have a hard time seeing past my own feelings sometimes. And I feel like I need that person to tell me, okay, I get what you're saying, but maybe this is also what this other person is thinking. And I feel like I need someone to walk me through that so I can get a better idea of, like, how to deal with the situation. Is I guess, where I'm coming from. I and, got it. Yeah, and, like, I guess this is where Miranda comes in, and I feel like everyone has a Miranda. I feel like I have different Mirandas. Like, I have, yes. yeah, I have, like, a work Miranda, and then I have a, a personal girlfriend Miranda, and then I have a family problem Miranda. Like, have a few people to talk to. Thank you. That's good. Thank you to all the Mirandas in my life. I do need you in my life. Okay. I'll send you guys a text tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you keep them close. Yes, exactly. Appreciation. Yeah, and then so as Carrie and Miranda are basically trying to dissect this big mystery, we run into Skipper. <laughs> skipper, Skipper, Skipper. Oh my gosh. And he is with someone new. He's dating someone kind of like really cool, actually. Her name's Allison, and she works in designer relations at Vogue. Like, talk about dream job. And this is where we see that Miranda is totally reinfatuated with Skipper. Have you ever been in that situation where like you haven't seen someone for a long time? You run into them again, and you're like, whoa, you got hot. 
Like, what's going on? Have you ever, like, had that? Because I, I know I have. Yes and no. Okay. Yes, because everyone grows up. No. <laughs> everyone gets better with age, hopefully. <laughs> no, because I I don't believe in second chances. Okay. Ex- explain. Whatever. Like, in someone that's in a relationship with you? So, so like, it's like if you if you ran into an ex mm-hmm. and they're with someone else, I don't really think that, oh, I want him back. I don't believe in second chances because whatever problems you had before, chances are you'll still have them because people do not change. Not in such a fundamental way. So I don't believe in second chances. Nice. <laughs> very, very deep. No, I totally agree. Well, kind of. Like, I, because I actually think I, I'm kind of flexible with second chances. But for me, like, on, like, just purely surface speaking, I find <laughs> that, like, whenever I run into someone that I haven't seen in a long time and they did get better with age, I'm just kind of like, you're doing good for yourself. Nice. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. But and, like, like, for me, like, I feel like me, I might not want to get back with that person. Like, I might have run into my ex, but I, I definitely like didn't run into him on good terms like i ran into him still basically hating his guts but anyway it's i mean okay. yeah i completely i told you about the story how um i liked someone a lot and then i found out the girl was they ended oh up dating, yes like, yes yeah, yes okay. that story yes so he was at the wedding i was the maid of honor at okay i did not talk to him i didn't even approach him i i refused to even look at him so, so you don't even know that he if he looked good or not because you just I just would not look at him. I would not approach him. I actually went to sit at the table and talk to everyone around, but not him. Shade. <laughs> just saying. Shade. Really, really well done. Well done. Good for you, girl. Good for you. For me, like I feel like if I saw that person, if I saw my ex again and like he looked better, which unfortunately, according to like recent photo stalking, he hasn't. Um, if he got, if he looked better and he, you know, is doing way better for himself than he was when I was with him, I'd actually be generally happy for him. Like that's great. Like you're moving on in in a great direction, even though I'm not a part of that. Thank God. But like, <laughs> good for you. Moving on, right? So, this is where we see Miranda, basically hunger for Skipper back. Like, hunger. It was crazy. She's, like, literally, like, did he, like, you know, go to the gym? Start working out. Yeah, start working out. Did he get taller? (laughs) I'm kidding. But this is where Miranda basically calls Skipper, I think, like, almost the same night. I think so. Yeah, the same night. And, like, Skipper and Allison are legit having sex. And, okay, this is where I need to, like, comment on old age technology. (sighs) Where, like, your, your pick, like, what is that? Like, your message machine? Answering machine. Answering machine answers for you, and you can hear Miranda talking to you in real time as you're having sex with this person. Weirdest experience ever. Like, I'd probably pick up the phone and just hang it back up, right? Just to kill off, like, just, you know, like, I can't believe he actually picked up the phone. While having sex. While having sex with Allison and had a full-on conversation with her where Miranda basically asked her, asked Skipper to go for dinner. And then he breaks up with her. Yes, thank you. They're like the rudest breakup ever. Question here. What was your worst breakup experience? I don't think I've had... Okay. Usually, I'm the one breaking up with people. And I'm the worst to break up. Oh, my God. Cindy's a dumper. I'm a heartbreaker. Dumper. <laughs> <laughs> she dumps men like nothing. Anyway. Yes, heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. <laughs> so, who, so how did you break these hearts? Over text. I'm the worst. <gasps> oh, my I'm God. You're a text breakupper? I'm the worst. You're a texter? With breaking up with boys? Oh my god, girl. Actually, there was once, it was uh, it was a phone conversation. Okay, I do have to admit, I have broken up with someone over the phone. But, but to be honest, we were in different cities. So, I just didn't want him to waste the time to have to come back. Okay, so that explains the phone conversation. What about all the text message conversations? <laughs> I'm I, a little shit. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, we're moving on to Charlotte. And this is where Charlotte's man brings up monogamy. And I actually have to say, like, that's really hard to come by, I think, for a guy to openly just say, I think we should, you know, be exclusive. I think that's really hard to come by. I really think that it's more of a woman thing to wonder about those things. I don't think so. No? No. It depends on where the guy, what stage in life the guy's at. If he's thinking about... Get but married, but and all like that you, stuff. I okay. But we're talking about Charlotte's marriage. Right you don't expect a guy like him 
who blowjob tug of war. But we actually don't know much about him except for that. Okay, so on the surface of what we know about him so far, you wouldn't expect someone like him to bring up monogamy. I don't know. He has a dog. Oh, come on. (laughs) Okay, fine. He has a dog. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like I feel like guys are more fearful of bringing up the topic of monogamy than it, than they are with women. Yes, that yeah. I agree. So that's why I'm saying, like, I think it's very rare to have a guy bring up the whole topic of like, let's just see each other. Like, I feel like I feel like if anything, women would probably like open up that conversation door, be the first ones to open up the conversation conversation door because like I think women are just more brave about those things. Seriously, or women want them more. That too. But, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I think it's rare for men to openly say, like, let's be exclusive. I think, like, men have a harder time dealing with rejection. Like, let's just say, I feel like they have a bigger fear of, like, women saying no. Maybe. Yeah. And I feel like it would not only hurt their feelings, but bruise their egos. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so, like, we jump back over to Carrie and Big, who are at this, like, wonderful, marvelous, huge-ass, like, Manhattan apartment party. And I guess this is where I would say that Carrie sees... Just the beginning surface of Big's baggage. (laughs) Like, we get a kind of weird idea of, like, all of the women that Big has been dating. And this is kind of, like, where my question comes up is, like, do you ever really want to know about all of the women that your boyfriend has dated? Like, the X-Files, like, or something? Like, do you really want to know? No, not really. Yeah, neither would I. Like, I feel like I would be curious here and there to know about maybe like, what their sexual history has been like. Like, if they're into threesomes, like, if they're into feet, like, that kind of thing, I would probably want to know. But who they've been doing it with, probably not. Like, I don't know. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I'd want to know about their sexual history, but not so much, like, who it was with. Especially if I met them. Oh, I, my God, yes. Yeah, I feel but like yeah. that'd be even weirder. Because, like, this is, this is where Carrie gets put into a really bad spot where she meets all of these women that Big has potentially had sex with, but we don't know. We're not sure. We're not sure. That, no. When you put it that way, then no. I feel bad for Carrie. Yeah, I definitely, you didn't feel bad for her? Well, (laughs) not really. Explain. I didn't think of it that way. Oh, okay. It was more like, oh, she, she's questioning, she, she's just in a situation with Big. So it was, I wasn't thinking of it more like, oh, she's actually meeting these women that is having sex with him. Okay. So I wasn't thinking of it that way. It was more like, I'm thinking more along the lines of, are, so it seems, it sounds like these women have been before Carrie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's actually sleeping with anyone else. Oh, really? So, like, I think he may be dating people, but I don't, I actually don't, because, wh- I, like, to be honest, where the hell is he getting this time? I don't get it. I still don't get it. Logically, it does not make it's sense. It's so though. realistic. But, like, okay, I mean, one of the women say that he has her passport. Like, he's traveled internationally with this woman, and she's wearing, like, Sorry, I hate to talk about how, what women are wearing, but she's wearing like a really, really deep V dress. And I'm just kind of like, girl, you guys are traveling together. She's gorgeous. There's no way it's not intimate. But it could be before Carrie's time. I agree. But even though it's so bef- that, even uh, though that's... it started before Carrie's time, it could still continue on during into Carrie's time. Right? Like, even though. But he's... all the indicators say that they aren't because he still has her passport. That means like they haven't seen each other. In a while. He could forget to bring it when they go see each other. <laughs> that means they're not traveling internationally, <laughs> at least. At least not for the time being. At least not, not since he started seeing Carrie, right? So I guess it's more, I just didn't think of it that way. So okay. when you put it in that context, I would not appreciate that. Yeah, neither would I. And then, like, on top of that, the, the host of the party, Max, apparently confuses Carrie with Julia, which is the woman that Big was having dinner with in the beginning of the episode. And I'm just kind of like, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I don't like being confused with someone. Else. And, I, and I know what happens, but I can't not help but have a second where I take that kind of personally. Because it's like, I if I were to not remember your name and not remember who you are, I wouldn't address you as someone. But no, it's not so much that he does. But he doesn't. He's never met Carrie. This is the thing. So that means that Big has talked to his friend about Juliet, but not Carrie. So it's more about that, I think, than calling her just Julia. It's the fact that he knows this name. Yeah. But he doesn't know Carrie's name. That is true. That is true. So that means that Big is talking to him about Julia, but not Carrie. Big is just shady AF. Like, oh my god. (laughs) Moving on. This is where Carrie, like, 
is, I guess, like, upset. Like, she's basically upset that she feels like she went out on her feelings for someone and basically didn't get anything back. And I guess, like, this is where I would say that this is, like, a huge gamble with starting a new relationship. Because I almost feel like this is where Carrie realizes that, or Carrie feels, anyway, that she likes big more than big likes her. Yes. Yeah. And we can all see that. And I feel like that when you get into a new relationship and you start thinking about exclusivity... That's when you, that's when the gamble starts happening. That's when it starts becoming like a little bit of of a roulette or something. You don't know what to expect when even though you're putting it out there that you have an expectation. It does. But at the same time, I don't have feelings with the expectations of having them returned. I have feelings because I have this reaction. I have feelings because I just feel I'm normal human having a reaction. And putting them out there does make you vulnerable. But I feel like that empowers you to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. You can actually put those feelings out there and then be completely fine with not expecting anything back. You wouldn't have expectations back. You would want to have them re- reciprocated, but it doesn't always work that way. Because you've admitted to them, you can walk away from it. Does that make sense? I think that's where it's it's empowering to admit to your feelings. Because once you've admitted it, I to me it's like I once I say, when I feel something I say it and it I release it to the ethos and then to the ethos to the ethos <laughs> you know you really it, big words here <laughs> it's such a short word I don't know what you're talking about it's a big meaning word <laughs> I guess and and it's less so within me in my, to me that's how I feel like I, I'm not as attached to that emotion and then I can move on. I feel like I've walked away from the actual question. I'm so sorry. A little bit. Maybe just, maybe just a tad. We'll, we'll revisit it. <laughs> but okay, so this is kind of where Carrie gets back into her pattern, where she does something that she may later regret. Uh, like right? sleeping with the... the, the Jared baby. guy. Yeah, like she kind of lashes out a little bit. And we kind of come to see in this, especially in this season where Carrie gets in that into that pattern where like she clearly has really strong feelings for Big. And because she's not getting anything back from Big, like mutually, like mutual feelings back from Big, like she kind of lashes out and basically flirts with another guy. So she meets with Jared at that party that he's a part of. And yeah, and she's basically acting like she's fully single. Totally just... Technically she is. That is true. That is true. But... At the same time, I feel like she's just so hurt, too, right now, that she's not being rational. But moving on, we also jump back to Miranda and Skipper. And this is where, like, I start dying. Oh. Like, this is where, like, I feel really bad for Skipper, but I also, like, feel really, like, what the fuck were you thinking, Skipper? They're lying in bed, obviously, post the sexy times. And Miranda basically lays out the fact that she doesn't want monogamy with Skipper. But Skipper obviously wants a relationship, but Miranda wants an open relationship. And this is where I would ask you, have you ever considered an open relationship? Have you ever tried an open relationship? No. No? No. What would you think would be, um, if you were to do it, what would you think would be, like, your ground rules? So an open relationship is when you can see other people. Yeah. While being, like, tied to someone else. And they can see other people, too. I kind of think the best ground rules is that you don't have attachments to the person that you're in the open relationship with. Right, okay. Because <clears throat> once you do, it's hard. How do you how do you have attachments to someone and know that they're intimately connected to someone else? Yeah. How can you not be hurt? Yeah, I don't know how they do that either. Like, I've never done one myself. But if you guys have any kind of experience, definitely share. Yeah, like, I feel like I, I remember watching, like, an episode of what is it, like, the MTV show, like, One Girl, Five Gays or something like that? And, like, have you not seen that show before? It's kind of, like, what we're doing right now, where, like, basically they're talking about relationships. Like, they, it's a live TV. Okay, I'll explain it to you more later. <laughs> but, like, anyway, the topic of it is, like, they had a conversation between five gay men about their views on open relationships. And it's surprising. You would assume that all of them would be down for it. But apparently there were a couple that weren't and a couple that were. And one of them said that the only way that he'll get into an open relationship is if there was honesty all throughout. Like, if there was, like, the relationship was open, the conversation, the communication had to be open. Like, they had to talk about literally everything. Um, They had to tell each other when they were with this person, who were they with. Like, because then he says that if there was any kind of secrecy, the whole thing would be really bad. That's his thought. 
And I never, I never really know. Like, I think open relationships are way too complicated to talk about every detail anyway. Maybe I misunderstood him. Yeah, this is where I guess, like, Skipper basically says, like, he is absolutely not okay with open relationships. And he basically <laughs> says something that I think is really funny and tells Miranda, I'm not a dial of fuck, okay? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, it's kind of true. Though. It's kind of true. But it's so funny. Like, I feel like nowadays it wouldn't be dial a fuck if he text a fuck. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, like, you know, we don't call people for sexy times anymore. Okay, so moving on, we jump back to Charlotte. And okay, this is where I think that this is kind of funny. The dog is like (laughs) full on staring at them the entire time when they're like making out. I think it's super weird. Like, it's actually funny. I've actually like read an article where apparently it's actually bad for dogs to watch humans be intimate. How come? I have no idea. I can't remember the reason, but I will find out. Like, would it creep you out though if um someone if you were intimate with someone and their pet was just in the same room watching? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I think it'd be funny. Kind of funny but weird. It'd be laughable afterwards, but I I I, I don't know. I having eyes watching you, it would weird me out. It really would. Even even if they don't see color. I don't know. But like, <laughs> Yeah, and, like, this is after, and Charlotte and this guy, like, is this is after their conversation of monogamy, and, again, the BJ tug of war. <laughs> and, like, Charlotte basically is not, not down. down with it. Yeah, and she says to him, I hate doing, uh, I hate doing it. Like, I hate doing it. I don't want to do it. And she asks him, is this a big deal? And then he says that it is. And he basically says that, oh, I want to have BJ's like I have I want to I want to get blowjobs lots of blowjobs and I'm really hoping that you'll still be around for them so basically he's asking for permission to cheat on her with other people to have just so he can get blowjobs I'm like what kind of world do you live in to think that that would even be okay that's crazy it is I think that's crazy to even think to even ask that and that's what I'm just kind of like dude all of your credibility as a good guy have been shot to hell (laughs) like craziness and i think this is the funnier thing is that when he says that oh you're gonna get used to giving blowjobs i don't know can anyone ever get get used to giving blowjobs i don't really know yeah and then so we're jumping to samantha and this is kind of like (laughs) samantha's funny little life where like she's doing a viewing of a apartment at nighttime totally staged totally for sure it was set up as a hookup with her real estate agent and yeah this is basically where we get a taste of samantha's idea of like monogamy which she is not into in any way in any circumstance this is my question have you ever like apart from relationships and personal life have you ever felt like you're loyal to someone in some capacity in terms of like work or like business or any kind of like like do you feel loyal to like a brand do you feel loyal to like anything at all that you feel like you should stay with them no matter what like that's how I feel about like hairstylists and like (laughs) my lash girl who does my lashes like I would stay loyal to them no really yeah you you cut your hair with anybody I've cut my hair with several different people do you have a favorite mm, not really oh yeah okay so, like, I'm completely different. Like, when it comes to my looks, like, especially my eyebrows, my lashes, my hair, it has to come from one person. Like, I have each, I have a person for each of those things, and I'm like, I would never cheat on them. Basically. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I think it's crazy that you don't have, you you don't have someone that you're, like, you feel loyal to, though. Not really. No? For a long time, I cut my own hair. So, that there's that. I think Cindy has a bit of a Samantha in her. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I just, I've never had service where it's like, oh my God, the results are amazing. I need this in my life. I, I don't get my lashes done. I don't do my eyebrows. I don't do any of this stuff. So I, I don't have a person but like, to go no, to. But nothing else? Like you don't have like a like a particular clothing store that you like? Or even like a, like a thrift shop that you really like going to? Like nothing? My mom makes a lot of my clothes. Okay, that's where her loyalty is. Like, that's... <laughs> so you said outside of family and friends. Okay. Okay? I, I don't know if I said that, but, like, okay, fine. Like, <laughs> loyalty to family only. <laughs> All right. Okay, so moving on, we jump back to Carrie. 
And this is where we get like a little hint of like what's going on at this party that Carrie's at. And Jared is basically nonstop talking about really obnoxious crap. And I'm just kind of like. He's a little full of himself. He's so full of himself. And I would actually just roll my eyes and just walk away if I met a guy like that. And I feel like Carrie was just putting up with it to justify the fact that she wants to feel like she's. Wanted. Yeah, wanted. And she doesn't want to feel like she's under Big's kind of. What is it like power or like remember the other episode where um the valley of the 20 something yes and she slept with the the 20 something guy yes yes this is kind of like that this is kind of like that for sure like again it's like that pattern where she lashes out and he jared basically typical man asks carrie to go home with him and before she answers she's like let me make a phone call. And she calls Big on the phone at his house and basically says, come down and meet me at this party or in an almost threatening way or I'm going home with this guy. Like, it's almost like if you care about me, you would come down here. You know what I mean? Or if you love me or if you really like me, you would come down here and get me so I, I don't go home with this guy. And I almost kind of want wonder if Big didn't show up, what would happen? That would be like a completely different episode. There wouldn't be a show. <laughs> really you think that i feel like yeah. i feel like big will be pretty forgiving he'll just be like don't worry about it we never said we were exclusive i i can't, okay i think he has he's one of those guys that don't like to express his feelings or is not good at it mm-hmm. because i think he does genuinely like carrie or else he wouldn't spend so much time i i generally think he does not actually have that much time to sleep with other women if he is a finance executive and he does all like 80 hour weeks no Remember that vlog about the girls that they Yes, I did they look ha- into that. <laughs> they have no time. These girls just spend their money. Like they have that. That's the compensation for dating these guys because these guys have no time. So that I generally true. do not think that he's actually seeing anyone because I don't understand how there would be any time. You know, what, I although really, this is a TV show. Yeah, you know, what, I really, really hope that like a, an actual like financial man that works in the financial district listens to this. <laughs> And hopefully gives us some feedback and, like, tells us what his schedule is like. Because I'd really like to know. Like, what what is it like? Do you sleep under your desk or something at your office? <laughs> like, you need to be clear about these things. But it's just, I know, I used to work in finance. And how everyone, just the auditors, for example, during your end, they work crazy hours. It's insane. They're, they come in the office at 10 and they don't leave till 1 or 2 a.m. Where would you have the time to go woo someone to, enough to actually sleep with you? There is lunch hour. Just <laughs> yes, lunch hour. Yes. <laughs> we'll get into that, guys. We'll get into that. So I just think that Big just is not good at expressing. Yeah, he's he's definitely a bit of a log, but <laughs> or or he is a commitment phobe, and that's why he went out with Julia. He's like he's kind of almost playing the field, not quite. He just wants to. It's kind of like how, so I think the reason why we have such an issue and we have to actually talk about exclusivity is because people ghost on uh, on you, right? Mm-hmm. The It's the idea that you can find better out there. Yeah. So unless you state for a fact that I am only dating you, it's hard. I agree. I agree for sure. Um, but this is where like I actually have to give it to Carrie where she basically like ultimatums him. Um, so she she finally meets up with him at the end of this party at like 4 a.m. at this park and she asks him, do you want to stand still with me? What does that mean to you? Do you want to be in this moment with me? I, I think that sounds better. <laughs> I kind of wish she said that instead. And then she ends the episode because Big says, yeah, do you want to stand still with you? I guess like without actually saying it. I don't remember him actually. No, responding. he doesn't. He doesn't say it like how she phrased it. It's more. Dude, I'm here at a park at 4 a.m. or 3 a.m., whatever time, with you. That has got to be enough. That's got to mean something, basically. And they hug, they make up, and she ends the episode saying, there's no better feeling than knowing you only have one. I think that was really nice. I agree. But what a long-ass episode to get to that point. (laughs) Like, oh my god. Give it to Carrie. Give it to Big. Any final thoughts? Not really. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, thank you, Cindy, today for your time. Thanks for having me. And your deep thoughts. 
There you have it. Thank you for getting carried away with us. If you like what you heard, then feel free to tune in again next week for our next episode. And if you have any stories or thoughts about today's episode or anything you would like to add that we've highlighted in our chat, then please feel free to comment or drop us a DM to let us know your thoughts. Don't forget to like and subscribe and find us on Instagram at The Carried Away or like us on Facebook at Getting Carried Away at the podcast. And we'll talk soon. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.